on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress, New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman, the voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Let's go ahead and bring in our special guest for our number two on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. We welcome in, again, seven-time Tennessee Sportscaster of the Year, Nashville Predators play-by-play voice, Pete Weber. Pete, welcome in. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so very much. Nice introduction. Uh, just the way I scripted it for you, and you executed it very well. <laughs> Checks in the mail, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we try to stick to the script as much as possible, Pete. Um, <laughs> d- doesn't always quite work out that way, but um, we do appreciate you um, taking some time out of your Wednesday morning to be with us. And and the one question that's just that I have to ask, and then we can just go from here. Um, okay. The Preds are six and nine right now, um, and and I'm reading a lot of stuff on Twitter about the Preds, and and There's I guess my question read, as huh? I look over, hmm, There's stuff out there to read, huh? Okay, and there is. There's a little out there. Uh, my question is: Are the Nashville Predators bad, or are they just inconsistent? For certain, they're inconsistent. I don't know if I have enough sample size yet to uh, thoroughly answer the first part of that question. But, you know, what people have seen this year has not made them overly happy. That's for certain. And uh, this is a schedule where it's very difficult to say you can overcome uh, problems you might have had earlier by going on a hot streak because the way the league is set up this year, you're playing every uh, team in your own division, and that's it. So while you're contending with them for standing spots, every game effectively is worth four rather than two points, and that is to say the two points you can get and the two points you can prevent your opponent from getting. And I think that's what makes this uh, maybe even a more dire circumstance than under regular conditions it might be. Is it a dire circumstance, or is it is it also a I guess a positive? Because if you do go on a hot streak, you can get back to the top quicker. That's the key to it. Yes, absolutely. And uh, 
Thank you for that. But yes, it, right now <laughs> things don't look good. But no, they don't. They do have. They do have that chance. Yes, to keep going forward. That's interesting. I, I spoke or, or I listened this morning on uh, flagship of the Preds. Robbie and Rex Road had uh, Matt yeah. Duchesne on this morning, and Duchesne ha- had mentioned that you know one of the positives of not having to play at Dallas this week is you may get Ryan Johansson back when you have to play Dallas again. And that's, yes. uh, that's going to be huge for, for this team because Ryan Johansson is certainly um, outside of Philip Forsberg, the biggest piece of, of this team. Am I right? Or am I crazy? Well, he's a very big, very important one. I don't know if it's the biggest, but I'll tell you uh, from what he did for this team after he came here, uh, in the trade. Now it's hard to believe it's five years ago already. But mm. what he has accomplished for the team is big. And then I'm thinking about other guys that are on the injured list right now. And I wouldn't mind having Matias Ekholm back uh, for those games against Dallas as well. So, yes, and I'm so sorry for what's going on uh, throughout much of the Southeast. Because uh, I was seeing stories this morning on NBC, for example, that some uh, quantities of vaccine were ruined because of the power outages down there and the need to store them at, uh, you know, constant refrigeration. So it's, it's very unfortunate what has occurred there. You would think you could just sit it outside and accomplish the same goal, but um, <laughs> well, you could do that here, that's I think, not well. the case. <laughs> well, probably yeah. not get the, the, the sub-zeros they want are incredible. You know, we're visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Pete Weber, the boy of the Predators, and um, Pete, when I called you yesterday to um, to try to secure this appearance, we talked a little bit about what's been going on with you and, and with that voice of the Predators. I, I wasn't aware, and maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. You've not been traveling with the team um, for your broadcast. You are actually doing no. it from all of your broadcasts, home and road. You're doing from the arena. Yes, and from the same location, we would do a game at home, upstairs above Section 310. Now, last year when we had the return to play, last year, yes, so in August and September, we were doing games from uh, an auxiliary dressing room across the uh, aisleway from the visiting dressing room at the rink. Now we're just staying in the same location, excuse me, so that Bob Horner doesn't have to keep rewiring everything in the building for us. Now, there's a possibility. (laughs) uh, No, I should say a possibility. The Southeastern Conference basketball tournament does come into Bridgestone Arena, in which case we would likely be moving to Barrel House on the uh, first level of the building. Uh, So that would be the only movement that we would have throughout the course of the season. Anything that makes things easier for Bob is a good thing. It's very important. Very important. (laughs) Because... He is a Hall of Famer in my mind as well. We Without know, question. We, we know all too well how difficult moving uh, equipment can be. <laughs> we have, because we're doing our show from home today, but next time we go to the yeah. office, uh, poor JP here will have to be uh, he'll have to be there at seven thirty to make sure everything gets set up, and it's just it, it's a struggle. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it was just, I thought it was a struggle in my minor league baseball days, bringing the stuff up a, a ladder uh, in Indianapolis 
uh, and hoping that uh, the stuff would all fit through the the opening that we had. Same in like Oklahoma City, etc. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you don't miss Bush Stadium, do you? Uh, only when I have nightmares. Uh, that's that's when I miss it. Uh, it <laughs> Bush Stadium, itself, and just so you know, and for everybody who don't, is not aware of the longtime voice of the Indians, today is the birthday of Howard Kelman's wife, Robin. So I sent her birthday greetings this morning. Wow. Well, we certainly will send her. Uh, uh, today oh, is a big birthday. Triple A radio legend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Big birthday day. Yeah. We, we've talked about birthdays all day this this morning, actually, Pete. It's between Michael Jordan and uh, General Robert Nealon and Robin. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big Robin day. Robin Kelman, yes. I, Pete, I have a one of the questions that, that I have as far as – what you have done in your career and and watching the Preds over the last twenty three seasons, uh, where where is this is this franchise sitting now in regards to the rest of the league? Did, have the Nashville Predators solidified themselves as a and also ran or or, or are they a, a a franchise that? most of the rest of the league expects to see uh, being a playoff contender each and every year? Well, I think most uh, observers of the league have felt that way, the latter. Uh, but the reality right now is that they are not, and they have to find a way to correct the current situation. David Poyle yesterday said that he is very near a crossroads on this season about needing to make a decision what sort of moves he needs to make next. And I think that was sort of parenthetically, does he, you know, try to shed salary and, and move on for the future? Or does he go uh, trying to bolster what he has here right now? I think a, a prime example of dealing with uh, not only the pandemic, working from home, weather obviously affecting us this week, but uh, I think you, you had touched on quite a bit about how things have changed and how you broadcast uh, your games uh, throughout uh, throughout what we've been facing. Yeah, uh, and that I tell you, JP, that has been uh, an adjustment that, in a way, uh, we were prepared for because of what we did at the return to play in the fall, when July, August, and September, the National Hockey League came back in the two bubbles uh, in Toronto and Edmonton. So we knew we weren't going to be part of those bubbles. They wanted to keep the numbers of people that were behind the scenes with the team to the bare minimum, which I think is good for all concerned. And we found out what it is like to call a game off a television monitor. The only, you know, apprehension I ever had about that was what it was going to be like if the video feed should go out. And that is a scary prospect. So I'm talking to my buddy, John Murphy, the uh, voice of the Buffalo Bills, and he was getting set to do his first remote broadcast because in the NFL, only three teams traveled, or four teams rather, traveled their broadcasters this year, and the Bills were not among them. So he's asking me for tips before they do a game in Miami. Lo and behold, power goes out to the uh, CBS production truck outside of the Miami Stadium, and they all of a sudden went dark for about 
the better part, I think it was, of the first quarter. And Murph is doing the game off the NFL play-by-play sheet on NFL.com <laughs> and trying to contend with them. Kind of like the old days of doing games off ticker tape, Yep, uh, where you hear the stories of uh, former President Ronald Reagan in his sportscasting days in Iowa, where he would, if the, if the uh, Western Union feed broke down on him, he would simply have the hitter keep fouling pitches off, like into the crowd or just out of play. And then to come back, he'd find out the guy like lined out on the very first pitch to him and then have to uh, catch up from that point in time. So that wasn't exactly easy for him or anybody else. But sometimes we contend with that because uh, Murph got his video feedback, but then lo and behold, they start the second half. And after, I think, two or three plays from scrimmage, then there was the dreaded lightning stoppage at the Dolphins game. So they had to fill 40-some minutes during all of that. So we have to learn to be agile during all of this and uh, be prepared with stories Mm -hmm. that we have not had the time to tell uh, since the return to play for the NHL in 2005 when all of a sudden the game was, well, accelerated so much in terms of its pace. Yeah, Pete, that kind of harkens me back to uh, the scene in Bull Durham uh, where they're calling the game on the radio. Uh, it's fantastic. I believe we got Chris and Maurice back on with us. Chris and Mo, you guys there? We are here. We thought All so. right. Yeah. Well, I hear you both. So at least that good. part is good. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> because we've been in situations where it wasn't the case. So, Well, all of us oh, have been. Um, right? Chris. Oh yeah, and that's that's that makes it easier. Um, Pete, I think a question that Chris was wanting to ask, and I'm going to steal it from him since he's pointed to me. Uh, how do you how do you read the goalkeeper situation right now with um with UC and, and Pekka? Okay, Pekka is playing better right now, so I think he probably should get first priority on the starts, and that appears to be the situation. Uh, for those who weren't aware, as we were going, we were in our pregame. We were about seven, eight minutes into our pregame when we found out we weren't going to have a game on Monday night. That Becker <laughs> was slated to start that game. <clears throat> That's so strange. You're, you're going on the air. All the commercials are rolling, and all of a sudden you're told, well, guys, tonight's game has been postponed. Uh, it, it's kind of like the old days, uh, if you will, Maurice, in the press box at Greer Stadium when they would decide that we couldn't play the game and uh, you've been rolling. So get a few more commercials in and then sign off. But that didn't happen that often at Greer. It did happen in Omaha, Indianapolis, Louisville, and so on. But uh, I I think in many ways, minor league baseball has helped greatly to prepare me for what I face on a day-to-day basis now. I was just getting ready to ask you about that. The the uncertainty of minor league baseball yeah. has really put you in a good place right now. <laughs> yes, and the weather, right? The weather, circumstances. Now, I, I think Larry Schmidow has the perfect world now. He's into bowling. And for the most part, bowling does not get rained out. And it's a largely concessions-based business, right? So I think he's in the perfect world right now with his bowling set. Certainly, certainly for him, absolutely, yeah, because he can can um, control a lot more. Yeah, absolutely, including whether the lights are on or off. 
As we wind down on this first segment of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, I want to once again thank the voice of the Nashville Predators, Pete Weber, for joining us this morning. It's uh, it, It's been a pleasure, even though we got cut off there. I, I know JP took great care of you. Yes, he did. Yes, he, we told old stories about <clears throat> excuse me, JP's time in the Predators front office. Well, that was. I'm sure he uh, he had great story. I hate that we missed that. I have to go, I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast now so that I can listen to those stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Pete, thanks so much for taking some time out this morning. It is a, a pleasure, and we look forward to hearing you uh, soon. Uh, whenever the yeah. Predators get a chance to play again. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're in pencil tomorrow night. Pre-game show at five. Game at six. Uh, everything's in pencil this year. <laughs> that it is. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you contacting me. Absolutely. That is Pete Pete Weber, Nashville Predators play-by-play voice. And on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we appreciate him taking some time this morning. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.